Hey y'all, welcome to the Heart of the Podcast with MSTC. I'm Mel. I am George, number 99 at regionals, but number one in your heart. Wow, that was adorable. I'm Nick. I, uh, I'm here. <laughs> it took me, I was thinking about it all day and I was like, I can't wait to say it. Yeah, yeah it's true. Uh, well, we welcome you here and we'll start really right off the bat. Um, George and I went to the Hartford regionals this past weekend. Um, let's talk about how we did. George, do you want to start? Yeah, so I just need to I just need to get something out there. I really hate top players. And here's why. The amount of slow playing that I witnessed yesterday was insane. It was it was fucking bad, honestly. I was I was really pissed at the end at the, my very last matchup. I was pissed. I was visibly pissed off and I I wasn't mad at all like throughout the entire regionals like this so just for context, I've never stayed until the last round at any you know in any regionals ycs just locals right but yeah that last round really pissed me off man because i had i should have ended i should have ended game two sooner so i you know i had advantage but i just thought i was like nah, i think I, I can still i can still out this and we don't even have to go to game three but no game three was you know just as bad and i think he was playing uh infernoble mekanko or something like that Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was it was terrible. I, I do not like Makanko. Do not enjoy that deck. It it was you know what? It wasn't even the Makanko. I don't know. It was just the player. I don't even blame the deck. And yeah, then yeah. when I when I played um I played this unchained player, I felt like things were the exact same way. He was under he was under Featherstorm and clearly had nothing to do literally nothing to do and he's like fanning out his graveyard he's you know looking through his deck looking through his extra deck and at some point i, I should have said something but that's i guess that's on me I, I i you know i didn't want to be that guy but i think moving forward i have to be otherwise this is just going to be a continuing like occurrence because you know looking through shit once you're at, uh, once you're under um featherstorm there's a very limited amount of things you can do Right. Yeah, I mean, unless you're also playing flu. You know? Right. Right. Exactly. But you know, and if M Pen is on the board, and you you just got feather stormed, you know, it's you're gonna have a bad time. You're having a bad time, and it's really it's it's I don't know. It just really grinds my gears. It chaps my ass that you know people still <laughs> think that you know you're doing something when in reality you have nothing to do. And uh, and then I think the last thing I'm going to talk about is Cyber Dragon players just loving to run out the clock. Uh, yeah, that's another deck now that I do not like. I, I initially my initial hate for Sky Striker came from that one Sky Striker player that ran out the clock the very first time. Oh my god! This is, the, this is the lore because we asked you about it once and you were like i can't talk about it yeah and it's that's like that's what that's why i hate sky strikers and now i'm starting to hate cyber dragons the exact same way because this player thought and you're gonna get a kick out of this he he thought that advent made me lose 500 because that was the only card that i activated i activated advent on my turn and uh he was setting a board but luckily and i'm really glad that x told me convinced me to go with eclipse book of eclipse over book of moon because he had set up a big boy board and i booked all of his monsters and he had nothing else to do it was back on my turn right he drew a shit fuck ton of cards and all i had was an m pen on field and i and he proceeds to go off starts setting up a whole bunch of uh cyber dragon shit and i mean like an idiot he sets up uh what's that card about Uh, infinity he sets up two infinities has them both in attack mode tries to absorb m pen i was like you can't 
and he's like what do you mean and then he's like let me read your card so then he acts like he like we weren't just playing like this wasn't round three for like you know the 45th minute and then <laughs> they announced time in the round and he was like oh yeah i i, I guess that's game and I was like, yeah, that was a good game, but and I was like, you mind signing the slip? And then he's like, what do you mean? Then I was like, yeah, I have 85, you know, 8,500 yeah, yeah. life points. You're at 8,000. He was like, what? When? No, you took 500. I was like, when? You never attacked me. And he was like, no, you used Advent. You took 500. I was like, here, you can read the card, buddy. What? A, what? That's very he looked crazy. at it and he was so like, he was so pissed. But again, he was doing a whole lot of nothing because you know he he knew that he had he couldn't do anything. I had cards in hand. Yeah. yeah, I had cards in hand. So if he, even if he wanted to attack Mpen, I would just if he had something big enough to attack Mpen, I was gonna uh, have their attack. He didn't have anything big enough for Mpen, and he couldn't you know activate any of his effects. It was just it was a shit show. So at least like three out of my nine matches, I felt I was uh, slow played. Uh, one of my matches was against the Tier Elements player who. To be honest, like he really whooped me, but he was also very uh he wasn't like a dick about it. You know, he was uh he was like, hey man, just next time, just to give you a heads up, you know, hit this, hit this. This trap card isn't, you know, it's no good unless I have this, this, and that. Just kind of giving me tips. And like he was just very cool. So I didn't take that loss like to the heart. I was like, well, I mean, he was clearly the better player. You know, what am I gonna do? Cry about it. But everything else, like every, all the other play, well. Yeah, it wasn't until the last one. I just felt like he wasn't a good player. He beat me, which kind of pissed me off because I feel like had I beat him, I would have uh, definitely, I would have been higher up or lower down on the, uh, no, high, yeah, higher up in the rankings. And um, yeah, before that, I also played Rika on Avalon. I was just listening to last week's podcast and I remember talking about how annoying it is to play against uh, Rika on Avalon. And that turn went for 15 minutes, no lie. And it, it was so annoying. But luckily, flu with flu, it's like once I had Mpen out, it's like none, all of his monsters were useless. And then you know, I proceeded yeah. to unexplored winds away his board, and he was done. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a yeah. I've never, I've never played against that deck. So. You don't want to play against it. it no, fuck, it, it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it's not. It's like literally they're playing solitaire for fifteen minutes, and unless you have the out, unless you like, I guess like draw would, would be the like the the out to stop their turn. But unless you don't have that, it's like yeah, it's over. Once they start going, it's like they're going and going and going. And they're really good at wasting time. And they're, they start off with like, you know, I think an additional like, I think like 900 life points because one of the cards, uh, they gain like 300 per every time a card is destroyed, something like that. I don't know. They just gain life points. So it's very easy for them to win in time and by life points. So. Yeah. Now, Mel, did you find this problem as well with slow playing at the upper tables? Uh. No, I had the opposite problem. I had problems with slow playing at lower tables. Um, oh. And, not, and I'm fortunate that none of mine was really slow play. I'll talk about mine, uh, my experience uh, once George is done. Uh, George, did you have anything else? No, no, no. I mean, that was it. Other than that, it was really cool. Um, shout out to Eddie because we, I met him at, uh, at Gamer's Choice uh, when we went to do the OTS um, Mm -hmm. the uh, championship. championship and uh you know we we played and he was just like a really cool dude and and i think he just went out there by himself because uh every yeah. every round he came, he like met up with us and he just kind of went over uh he kept on complaining about his deck which was fucking you know it yes. was hilarious to hear and you know it was it was it was a good time um i'm really glad i went i'm really glad i i finished all nine rounds and you yeah. know learning from learning from my mistakes and just you know hopefully the next time around i'm i'm just that much closer to my invite yeah uh, I was gonna say this was the the best that I either of us have ever done at a tournament, and I think it goes. It's 
definitely good that we stayed because uh, we were even right up until I would say like the second to last or last round, we were still in it. I think had you won one more and I won one more, we both would have potentially gotten invites because I was doing them. I was looking at the math and I think it was anybody who had 19 points or higher got an invite. And then a couple of people with 18 points would have gotten some. So I think had one of your losses been a top, been a win or one of your or your tie been a win, I think you would have topped. Because um, I think uh, there were a bunch of people that were sick uh, X three that did top. I got the forty eight. So it was. I, I'll I'll echo a lot of your sentiment. I I appreciate. I'm really glad that we went. Um, like I said, it's the best that we've ever done. Uh, I would argue. And what I was taught, what I was alluding to a little bit earlier, I had problems in the beginning where I felt like I was playing against newer players that didn't know what the cards did. Like my first appointment, he was playing Sword Soul, and he every card that I activated, he needed to read it. Which I'm like, that's fine. I'm glad that you're reading it, like learning. But uh, I also have a really bad habit of playing with my food. And I tried to get fancy in a in game two when I shouldn't have. And it, co- it ended up costing me. Game one took a little bit longer than game two, again, because he had to read everything and kept like re- asking, like, what does this do again? Or what does this do again? We ended up having to go into time. I remember explicitly he was, we were, I had more than enough. He had no card. He had two cards in hand but not, one of them was long one and he didn't draw a worm. And he was like trying to banish Vishuda on the graveyard. I'm like, you can't, you don't control a token monster. You don't control a, not, a normal monster. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, his hands are like shaking. He's like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just like really stressed and nervous right now. I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's We're going to end up getting a tie. It's not a big deal. But it was like, and afterwards he was like, this is my first regional and this is my first week playing the deck. Oh, wow. Uh, so Dude. I was like, I, I understand the stress. I understand what's going on. Uh, you know, it's not a big deal. It happens. Just like, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. And kind of what the tier player was doing to with you, George, I found that I was doing that a lot with players uh, against Pirelli, where they were just like asking, hey, what do I do? Or like, what's the card to hit? Or like, does does Crow work well? Or does do the Bistials work well? Things like that. Uh, so that was, uh, that was my kind of experience. I went uh, X2-2 which I was telling the boys, the two draws were because people, the two players, they happened in round one and three, players didn't know what cards did. So it's I spent a lot of time telling people how to do it. And in both situations, both ties, I had game on board and I just, it was either their turn or time was called before I could uh, attempt to move to battle phase. The only, only one opponent throughout the day, I am fully confident, straight up destroyed me. And that was the Pirelli mirror. He straight up destroyed me. Like it wasn't even close. He was playing a slightly different build than me. We talked a lot about sort of what we were doing. Uh, he knew exactly when to interrupt. He knew how the cards worked, so it was a little easier for him to... It's. It would be like if I had played the mirror, he just like was a better player than me. I think he ended up getting top 16, I want to say. Um, he was just like a good player. I, he, it was overall. Uh, I think this was the best that I've ever played, uh, and I'm really happy with the way that I, I feel like I was playing. I still I still made mistakes, made misplays, of course, but I definitely felt I made a lot more smart plays and better plays than I did uh, not smart plays. I think the most similar to you, George, I got really frustrated at the end in round eight because I was against a Labyrinth player who in this, like, I, he knew what the cards did, but he kept remi- like having to remind and we were in a grind game. I probably should have scooped game two earlier, but I was one Pirelli uh, reveal away from outing skill drain anti-spell uh, with 100 life points left uh-huh. and he just I <laughs> I whiffed on Pirelli the last one I was able Ooh. to out, I was able to out everything except I just didn't I didn't have a big enough monster to kill his lady and then game three I beat I broke his board uh, and I had Fenrir Beauty and Azalea on board and he had a lovely 
and time was called and he was like i'm he's uh he realized what had happened and i was like i was gonna go battle phase azalea attack destroy with its effect because you don't have any set cards and then beauty for game and he's like it just it's like that sometimes i have two draws because people didn't i went into time in both of them i was like yeah i should have attempted to declare battle phase but i just i was like i'm not gonna be a scummy guy um i the the funniest match that I had was round six. I played the uh, red dragon red dragon archfiend deck. Oh yeah, and I two owed the guy because and it was his fault because game one he was like I'm feeling really lazy, so he made crimson nova dragon, which is just a quick effect banish. I book of eclipse didn't draw phase, and then proceeded to kill his board. And then game two, he's like, oh okay, all right, that's what we're doing. And then so game two he cited a bunch of stuff. He, wait what? Wait wait what? So he said, oh I'm feeling lazy, and he was in relatively high table yeah he was this was uh at that point i was x we were both uh, i think he was x maybe x one one and i was x one two and uh and this was pretty this was like round six so it was pretty like at this point he was still competing and he uh went to make a board uh or he like he went first set two and passed and i was or set three and passed and i was like all right i norm i normal summon two monsters uh or pirelli he impermed Perlily, he imprimed the other one. I was like, all right, he has two cards in hand, so I'll just attack Perlily. And I had, I set Eclipse because I'm like, I know that, I know that he needs face-up monsters to synchro summon. He attempted to do it. I book of Eclipse them, and then next turn I destroyed everything, OTK'd him, and he got so pissed. He was like, I fucking hate this deck. This deck is so stupid. All of your, like, what am I supposed to do to interrupt you? And I, and I thought he was asking me, so I was like, oh, you, you could play, like, there are some, like, you can Eclipse, and he's like, I'm not gonna run Eclipse in this deck. Like, I don't want to book my own monsters as well. And I was like, okay, you could run Anti-Spell, and he's like, who's gonna run Anti-Spell? And I was like, alright, you could run Shifter, and he's like, yeah, what am I gonna do, play a deck that does Shifter? And I'm like, you could be pissed all you want, like, I'm telling you, you're asking questions, and he's like, it's just not fair that your deck has so many in-archetype ways to do things. And I was like, bro, it's a card game. Like, yeah, it's not that you brought Red Dragon Archfiend when Pirelli, Tear, yeah. and Fluwanderies are running around. Like, what did you expect was going to happen? And he, like, grabbed the slip and signed that he was dropping out and signed it. And he's like, good luck with the rest of it. I hope your deck dies. And I was like, all right. Wow, that was... Well, I've never had an interaction there, so actually. Yeah. He would say things like, oh, man, like, this really sucks. Like, there's not much I can do. And he would chuckle. And then I would also chuckle because I'm, like, trying to ease the tension. He's like, I didn't say anything funny. And I was like, all right, dude. Like, yeah, wow. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you could have, if he's being really that unsportsman, like you could probably have called a judge if he was making you uncomfortable. It was, you know? he wasn't like, it was, he didn't do anything during the game. It was after the game when he was clearly like frustrated that he was like leaving. And I was like, that's fine. He his uh, friends were doing well. So he had to stay and he had been up since three in the morning. And like, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to see the best in people. And like, I can emphasize, I can understand his frustration, but I was just like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you want to do better, either practice a lot more and good, idiot. practice or like play a different deck. Like you're not yeah. pack. You're not yeah. going to bring Red Dragon Archfiend to a regional and win. <laughs> I mean, it did get new stuff, so I could see why he would want to try, but right. I don't know. And yeah. he was one of those people that had those team jerseys. And I was like, oh yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I've never had an interaction that rude. I mean, I've yeah. I've had interactions where, like I've had interactions where people were clearly pissed, but usually they're just like they sign the slip and then they're like, "All right, man, have a good one," and they're just quiet. I've never had an interaction like that actually. You know, somebody's pissed when they like just draw like a line or like a scribble on instead of like trying to sign their name. Oh yeah. There's a finish. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been pissed at regionals, but I've never snapped at people. Like I'll just probably yeah. be like, like I've never snapped. I've never been like, nice dick. I'll just be like. 
All right, well, have a good one, and I'll just be like, yeah. mad, but you know, it's fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you guys had really different experiences, even though you were yes. both relatively um, high up there, you know? Yes, and I think that my, like, looking at my match recaps, I think round two, round five, uh, and round set, round five, round two, five, seven, and eight were my, like, I played, I feel like I played the best. I played really, really well, and uh, I was uh, X2 through, or I was X1 through those, so I was like, happy and especially towards the top tables i was like a lot i was happy that i was doing well there what one thing that i was very interested about and george I, i'm curious your opinion as well i played against eight different decks and i my round nine opponent didn't show up because at that point i don't i think that they were just like there's no way i can top but i played against eight different decks uh which was surprising because there's no i've never been to a regional or like at gamer's choice i played again i played three less matches and played six fewer decks which I was very surprised about. Did you have a similar experience? Yes, I didn't. Um, I didn't play the same. I didn't play the same deck twice. I also, I know, and again, in the last podcast, I said I was, I was expecting a lot of Unchained, and I believe I, I said Unchained Tear and Labyrinth. Saw no Labyrinth at all. I know people were saying next to me that, um, oh, that deck is all over the place. Of uh, referring to Flu, I was dreading the mirror match i was like i better not get the mirror match because I, I, I honestly i just put zero effort into the mirror match I, you know i i felt like that was gonna, just gonna be a game loss because it's just so boring mm -hmm. and uh no I, I never i never got to play the mirror match which i'm super happy yeah <laughs> i'm super happy about but yeah no at all nine rounds except for one i forgot i think it was round seven i got to buy because my opponent didn't show up but other than that it, or six or seven i can't remember but other than that everything else was different i did rescue ace i did uh unchained cyber dragon tier uh sprite melfi it was it, they, were, they were all different mm -hmm. yeah i played oh, branded chimera which i think is i think it's a pretty good deck it looks it looks like it's a lot of fun it is pretty good i think from what i've gathered yeah it's got some interesting cards i played there. sword soul vanquish souls sky striker pirelli rescue ace red dragon and uh runic sprite twin and labyrinth yeah but i wish i would have played sky striker this time it's a nice uh nice variety actually yeah good. uh good thing about i mean i street is mv i had i would the other thing that was cool is every game i had a different like mvp card which i felt like was a was a testament to like not having a one card win con there were like eight or nine different cards that were like this card is what really like sold sealed the deal for the game see this um, card you win the fucking game yeah but it was like eight different cards did that for me like zeus was mvp at least twice street is so good against striker because all of striker stuff targets uh Indeed and street says can't target street mm -hmm. was a lot probably street was a lot better than i thought it was gonna be just because it was so many busted. so many cards need to target and i'm like sorry you can't yeah and i would i, I was i was being uh, there were a couple moments that i also recognized that like not to toot my own horn but i was being a nicer player i would i would like summon lily with street up and i would go to activate the effect and i would see them reach for either a face down or a card in their hand and i'm like you can't target it and they would just like pull their hand back um and then later i would see that it was like imperm or uh book of moon or valor or something and then i yeah and then i had one other match that was like my opponent got to round three without with having different sleeves in what's it called different extra deck sleeves like all of his extra deck monsters were different sleeve yeah i, I, I remember like, you told me and, I, and, I, and i'm curious to see like, <laughs> what, what, what would you have done in that situation z if your opponent has all different sleeves in his extra deck like none of them are the same color um, I mean, uh, 
I mean, if, if none of them are the same color as the main deck ones, then I guess I wouldn't really care. But you're technically not allowed to do that, right? Correct. It is a violation. It is a violation. You need to have your extra deck has to be the same color for all of the extra deck sleeves. Did, did you get disqualified? No. So I we played the game. We tied, which in hindsight, I might have I should probably given him the loss. But I was like, I'm not I, I told him, like, I'm not going to do this to you. I can't guarantee your next opponent won't. Your extra deck has to all be the same color sleeve. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, he's like, you mean the main deck ones as well? And I was like, no, your main deck and side deck have to be the same. Your extra deck needs to be the same as like, they can't be the same color as the main deck and side deck, but they have to be the same color as each other. Because if somebody catches that or a judge walks by and sees that, you could get disqualified for it. Oh, well, yeah, I'm glad you told him at least. But maybe he just genuinely didn't know. Right. He seemed like he's he, a lot. Another surprising thing, it just seemed like people didn't know a lot of things which i was maybe it was just a lot of people it was their first time but he was definitely like newer ish player like he knew what he was doing but i think it was his first time at a big tournament yeah well you know yeah. it sounds like it was a decent enough one it's just it, it but it does sound like it had some frustrating moments which is unfortunate uh, i ended up finishing 72nd and there were 371 players there so yeah pretty good one like it like george and i were both i think one win outside of top 48 and getting the invite so yeah it is what it is annoying but i kind of just wish like us the design space of Yu-Gi-Oh cards didn't have so many cards that specifically interact with life points in ways that i feel are very sacky i think it promotes really a bad play like a like a advent giving you plus 500 or what i always found more frustrating was like the uh the random like burn effects that they just stick on cards for no reason like they'll just be like oh you're playing sword soul here's a burn effect or oh you're playing uh vanquish soul this card burns for 15 i'm like yeah but like why i just think that's really um stupid i don't really like that they do that especially given the way that the rules work i feel like if that's knowing that that's how tournament rules work i think it just promotes really bad play and frankly wish they didn't do it but i mean they have to they have to do some kind of like keep matches can't go on forever and they can't have seven draws for one person no of course not it's just like uh if you know that right you should just design your cards to not do stuff like that (laughs) you know what i mean and to their credit there's not like a lot of cards that do that but the, the way that Yu-Gi-Oh's done now is like because everything's av- everything's available to play. It just means that the decks can use the the burn life points will do better. No, no, it just feels bad though. Like when you if you lose a game because your opponent's like, oh, I gained five hundred off of this thing. You're like, oh, word, oh, okay. It just feels bad. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, maybe they'll design some new stuff. Speaking of sort of new new stuff, we are on the eve of uh, Phantom Nightmare has revealed a couple new cards. Uh, a new archetype, actually, as of today, which I have feelings about that. I don't know if either of you wants to start. Uh, I have feelings about the new goblin goblin <laughs> archetype. Well, I haven't read any of them, so this is going to be fully... You tell me what you think, and then I'll react. <laughs> yeah, as you... Yeah, so... I haven't read any of them. I just saw the art, and I was like, okay. The yeah. gimmick of this new goblin rider archetype is, I think, ex- and this is just my bias, this is explicit explicit Pirelli hate. Most of them say uh, special summon this card or you can special summon this card by detaching an Xyz material from a monster on the field. They get something, they get some kind of other thing with it. So most of them are like, if it's in the graveyard, detach an Xyz monster from a from material from a monster on the field, special summon it. And I think their bo- their big boss monster is... Uh, Xyz's? Yeah, assume. which is like, it can do... Again, it's just like detaching materials from monsters on the field. Oh. Which I think is an annoying mechanic, because rulings have kind of confirmed this. Because you're affecting the materials and not the monster, 
like noir for example it, it completely dodges noir uh mm. it dodges it makes your like zoot like it, it just feels like a very there's no disadvantage to the cards uh there's no like. negative to the cards it's your opponent makes ex- the only negative you have is uh, you hope your opponent's playing an Xyz deck otherwise you're gonna have to make all your Xyz monsters yourself but if they're like, it's explicit, and I imagine Kestir would have been the same thing, where it's like, Xyz decks now have a direct counter to them that no other deck has in the game. And I just think that's, I think that's particularly frustrating, that an entire archetype is designed around this mechanic, we're not going to let you do it as much anymore. Or like, it's com- it's threatened every time. So you're talking, I think the card you're talking about is Goblin Rider Big Head Gabonga. And it's two level three monsters, and it says, if it's Xyz summoned, Add a goblin monster from your deck to your hand, and if an Xyz material is detached from monsters on the field, you target one other face-up monster on the field and attach it. That no, is, I'm that just is talking about all of them in something. general. No, I know, I know. They all yeah. do that, but you, you mentioned their boss monster. It seems like they have oh, two. Oh, no, Crazy Beast is their boss monster. Yeah, but this other one, though, this, like, two level threes that does this, this is also very annoying, because the fact that, like, it's like, they're, they're, it looks like they're like, oh, it's going to be removal, uh, but it'll be removal in the form of attaching as material, which is, like, not really something you can interact with very easily. Super love that. And then the goblins is Crazy Beast? I just, I, I have issues with cards like that that are, like... I mean, I, I, to Konami's credit, it is. I imagine it's getting harder and harder to because there's so many archetypes that do so many different things. Create new ones, and this one just feels like again there is no drawback to it. If your opponent's not playing an Xyz deck, it's a little harder for you to play. Nothing. Li- they don't. And I think this is a trend that we're seeing more and more. And I'll admit that Pirelli also gets affected by this. There's not. There's nothing that locks you into anything. So this could, could instantly become a link spam deck, which is never a good thing. It's true. Yeah, I can see why you'd say that these might potentially be problematic uh, in that if, if their whole gimmick is detaching materials from Xyz monsters and then attaching materials on the field, that is a hard counter to a lot of decks. Yeah. Some effects wouldn't even proc, like uh, if you attach something as a material to remove it, you don't get like an effect, like if it's like, oh, this is sent, right? You'd have to very, it would be, because you know how a lot of effects are like, if this card is sent or if it's destroyed or if it leaves the field, well, none of those things apply if you attach it as material. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll, it's either going to be really good or really bad, but I could see why yeah. you'd have concerns. What do you think, George? Yeah, no, I honestly haven't haven't read the cards. I, uh, I'm i usually very bad at, I guess, like looking into future cards and stuff. So my brain isn't big enough to start thinking about plays and, you know, like how a card would, would be busted until I actually see it. Or if I'm like, see it, or I guess I understand it or read it a few times before I can really figure out like how to break the card or if the card is already broken, what like what cards are needed. So I don't know. I, I really don't have a I don't have a comment on it because I really don't know what, what would make them like really too busted. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a pretty direct counter to Xyz decks specifically, which is really weird because like I know that like there's been a couple of really good Xyz decks in the meta for a while now. It's a little bit of an odd choice to be like, OK, so if that's true, let's just make a deck that like hard counters other Xyz decks because right. then if that if this deck ever became too problematic and powerful, then the meta would just shift in such a way that people don't play Xyz decks. And then this deck is no longer as good. And I feel like that's not really what Konami wants, probably. They probably don't want people to not Xyz summon. So that is a weird choice of, of a design for a card. Putting it putting it in one card, fine. That we have that we have like anti-spell, we have royal decree, we have imperial order, we have cards that say this mechan this card type is like and those cards are problematic. I envision it'd be like making an archetype because Xyz monsters have to be on the or have to already be on the field. Like a direct counter to Synchro would be 
Reveal this card in your hand as a quick effect. Target a monster on the field. It's no longer treated as a tuner. Or mm. it's treated as a tuner. Like, you get to flip whether it's a tuner or not. So that synchro decks can't continue to play. Yeah. Like, we could go down the line with them. But I just feel like that's annoyed, mostly because it feels like, again, there's there doesn't appear to be a big drawback. And I might be overreacting because I play an Xyz deck, that, a pretty popular Xyz deck. But it's just going to really suck when I get up against this matchup. And it's like, oh, you're 8 material noir. Nope, got zero now, and I have 12 monsters on board because that's how this game works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll see. But I do think I could see why you'd be concerned. That is what I would say about that. Holy shit, I just... so Okay, I'm sorry. So I'm reading the cards as you guys are speaking. I was doing that too. <laughs> All right, because I'm looking at Goblin Crazy Beast, right? Yeah. It says yeah. two plus level six monsters. Once per turn, quick effect. You can target one spell or trap card on the field. Detach two Xyz materials from monsters on the field it doesn't specify if it's only your monster so i can use my holy shit yep i guess that's that that is kind of busted if you're playing god the mirror match for this would fucking suck it would be really really bad oh god (laughs) a little bit of me was starting to get hype like wow this might be dick I'm, i could i could uh i could get into but fuck that fuck and, that i mean so there's 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 obviously like space for other cards here well let me tell you why and i think that so typically right when konami makes like a new archetype the number of cards they release is like between 11 and 15 and right now there's only uh nine mm-hmm. and uh i also just reading these i can't really see how you'd make goblins crazy beast easily because it's it requires level sixes. I imagine that there will be a card or a monster that is gonna facilitate level sixes that lets this be a thing. That's because you haven't you you haven't read the continuous spell yet. Grand Gathering of the Goblin Riders. Yeah, yeah, but it says so the level of one of them becomes the level of the others, but none of them are level six. Oh, the total of their original levels. Yes. Oh, okay. But then you can only control two at a time. So then like that kind of restricts how you do that. That's no, you just target two of them and then they both target two level threes. I think most of the main deck ones are level three. They are. Yeah. 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 So you just target two of them, make their oh, levels six and then exist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, huh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's either going to be really good or really bad. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, We are, so we're going to be wrapping up shortly, but uh, we are going to be going to a couple more regionals. Uh, The Age of Overlord season uh, is out, and we are, like I said, George and I were one win away. I think that we're going to do everything that we can to get those wins, and a couple of our other people might show up. There's actually a couple in New York that I'm excited to actually go to. New York City is finally getting one for the first time since pandemic ended, or since pandemic started, so that'll be cool. Anything else that y'all want to talk about before we wrap up? We miss oh, you, Joe. Oh yeah, come back. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not really like I I'm in like limbo right now. I don't really um because of some personal life stuff. I haven't had a chance to play for a while. I don't really know what deck I want to make in uh, the Age of Overlord upcoming format. So I'm kind of just like uh, waiting to decide what I want to make from that set that I like. So I'm kind of just like I'm just chilling right now. I don't really know what to make. So we'll see. We will see. I I, I uh, didn't want to buy. So all the pre-releases uh, went up for uh, Age of Overlord stuff. The core and uh some of the singles and i held off on buying any of them because again i just like don't really know if i like i was kind of like oh maybe like chorus or diabella star but you like uh the cores for those like you don't need the core for those you just need like a couple so i was like why am i wasting money on all these other cards when uh i only need like a couple you know what i mean Mm -hmm. 
Like no one's gonna play. I don't anticipate people playing a pure Diabella Star or a pure Horus deck. That's probably not gonna be how that goes. You know, I was like, why am I gonna spend all this money on these cores that only require a couple cards? So I'm just kind of waiting. I am. I am currently in waiting mode. Yeah, that and I think like people that buy or pre-order dead cores or people that like wonder like, they know exactly what the cards do they've been either proxying them on their own or they were with their own play group or playing them online and they're going to hit the ground running is i guess is what i'm saying like they you know they, they already had the time they needed to uh to play test the deck and you know they're going to take it to the very next uh, big event and try to top with it or at least go to like a real competitive scene i think that's why pre-orders are usually like way more expensive than the cards i think yeah yeah, yeah. fizzle out to be fizzle <laughs> yes yes no i mean you you do have a good point though george you know like i'm just kind of like not only do i not know what i want to play it remains to be seen if any of them are even like worth picking up i mean i anticipate some of them so you know like if it was cheap enough i would have done it but like you were saying they are they are normally upcharged so i was like 2.99 for a diabella star core i'm good i'll wait more times than not the price the price drops significantly after um yeah. you know the set is opened up but again unless like you're like you know exactly what deck you're building and you know you need those cards because you have an upcoming tournament i, I think that again i think that'd be more for like the pro players um and yeah, not yeah. so much for the casual you know what i mean that's why stores do charge that much because they know that one either pro player is not paying it out of his own pocket they have like somebody uh sponsoring them and buying the cards for them or they might be buying it i don't know but yeah i i i normally just i, I look at the pre-sale prices most of the times they you know they go down unless it's like the card is unknowingly busted and then the card becomes like really busted and that but that's very like rare rare yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. very rare that a card you know what i mean it's 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 not hyped and then the only thing that i would get out of that set that i know that i'll probably play is um sp little knight and um even that they were selling it for 79.99 and i was like well you know i can wait the first week when it comes out it'll probably dip to like 60 or 65 and then i can buy it any closing thoughts mel i think shout out to most of my opponents at the regional i think everybody the people that i played they were very kind um and i also appreciated the diversity in the decks and also the opponents i i played um quite a few different groups of people and i was very happy it was very cool to like chit chat with them and engage with them so i was very happy with that and i think a future topic that kind of like what you both were kind of alluding to with the next deck that we want to talk about is how do we decide what deck to focus on and build because some of us are notorious for building every deck under the sun and then selling them and some of us are more like i'll stick to the three or four that i have and that's it so that'll be a good future topic i think oh absolutely agreed we'll have joe come in and then We'll have uh, he'll have some good takes on that too. Yeah. Well, that's been that's been us. This has been Heart of the Podcast with MSTC. I'm Mel. I am not Joseph. I'm uh I'm Nicholas. I'm just Nicholas today. I think. Oh, okay. We got only one. That yeah, I, th- I think I think I'm I think I'm just Nick today. <laughs> George, do you want to, does that make you want to change your answer or? No, no, no. I'm still never not change. No, never no, no, change. I'm, I'm never gonna change. The, the people know. <laughs> The people know I'm number 99 at the Hartford Regionals, but number one in their heart. Yes. Hopefully, Joseph stops breakdance fighting and we'll, fighting and we'll uh, see him soon. No, no. I think I think what we need to do is create our own breakdance fight group and then yeah, challenge yeah. his for ownership stake of Joseph. Oh, ownership stake. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like we like we we challenge you, and so he could be our friend again, and then you know, winner takes Joseph. Winner takes Joseph. 
And then that's the only way we're going to be able to get him back. Part of the dance cast. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's been us. Bye. See you. Peace.